Amen. The power of submitting to authority. Oh! get us. He's gonna ensnare us. No, you've been ensnared. He's gonna get you free by submitting to divine authority. <laughs> Glory to God. Submitting to the Father's authority is literally the best thing that could ever happen to you. And then you just, like it says in Joel, they don't break rank. I mean, you'd gotta, you gotta be deceived of a demon to break rank because the Father's a perfect Father. And he's just going to lead you by streams and fresh, tender, green pastures. And he's just going to blow your mind every day. We hurt ourselves when we think we're something in our knowledge and in our flesh. And, uh, you know, I got the gifts. And look, I can sing and I can preach. And, you know, God should really be using me more. It's about me. And you're in nursery and God's just changing your diapers. And as soon as you start submitting to some apostolic authority that's already on earth, some prophetic authority that's been on earth for decades before you were around, he'll start promoting you. God had me go through all the prophets and all the apostles to be here today. All of them. And I honor every single one in the whole world that's ever lived. Because it's through these men and women that we have this wisdom today. A lot of people still work in iniquity, doing it their own way. That's all got to pass away for the new day to come forth. And it springs forth now in your hearing. It does. The new day. And this is the day of the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. It's a day where everyone takes Dad's hand and walks with him into Eden and never comes back into the wilderness ever again. And they lived happily ever after. Oh, that's what's happening here. That's where we're going. Have an understanding today. <laughs> prophetic understanding, prophetic revelation. Every member of the body of Christ is being offered the hand of our Heavenly Father. All of us are brothers and sisters of every nation, tribe, and tongue. And the same hand, the hand of God, is being offered to hold your hand and to walk into the Garden of Eden, to walk into divine love, and to walk in realms of the wine that you don't know anything about. One of the biggest stumbling blocks is, I'm, I'm prophetic. I'm prophetic. You're prophetic? More like pathetic. And I love you, but you need to learn how to drink the new wine of the promised land because you're a wilderness prophet. And we need promised land prophets, amen? Promised land prophets are Joshua and Caleb. Joshua is the apostle. Caleb's the prophet. We need the apostles and prophets more than ever before. And the greatest temptation that I see Jezebel working in all the infants in Christ is, you don't need a man. You don't need a woman. You just need the Holy Spirit. What? Where's that in the Bible? Give me the verse for that. In fact, the opposite is written about a hundred times in the New Testament. You're just full of Satan. You know? And they'll just, oh, kumbaya. You know, I feel good about it. I feel the flow on it. I feel the glory on it. Yeah, well, hallelujah. Satan will let you feel the glory on it as long as you don't ever submit to authority. Satan will let you have signs and wonders as long as you don't go any deeper into the Garden of Eden. Satan will let you do whatever you want. He'll let you have a hundred million dollar ministry as long as you don't go in the promised land. He will. I've seen him do it. I have watched prophetic and apostolic infants in the prophetic and prophetic and apostolic infants in the apostolic. Satan allow them to have fifty million dollar a year ministries. 
as long as they don't go in the promised land. Satan will let you have it. They've made a covenant with the devil. How can it be? Because it's still in buildings made by human hands. What? Yep. It's still about you, and it's not the hundredfold glory land where we're going to. I tell you the truth, you have only, in your charismatic lives, witnessed the sixtyfold realm of Jesus. Jesus taught thirtyfold kingdom, sixtyfold power, gifts of the Spirit, and hundredfold glory. He walked in the hundred, I believe he walked in the thirtyfold his first year of ministry. I believe he walked in the 60-fold his second year of ministry, and I believe he hit the mark of the high calling in the 100-fold his third year of ministry, because he was growing. He was growing in ministry. You see the progression of Jesus' faith. He has to go in to the little dead girl, 12 years old, and say, Talitha Kumi, and kick out all the unbelievers, lay hands on her to raise the dead. His confidence got stronger. Next thing you know, he's waiting and letting Lazarus decompose in the tomb. Jesus grew in faith. Hallelujah. That's the hundredfold glory realm. The resurrection. And he let him die for four days. Oh, you know your best friend Lazarus? You know, and Mary and Martha and uh, dead? He's like, yeah. But Jesus didn't weep over Lazarus. He wept over their unbelief. He wept because they couldn't understand one drop of the glory realm. And they were still so stuck in the animal brain, the mark of the beast of the natural dimension and the abilities of the flesh, called religion and Satan. That's why Jesus wept. Because they were all boxed in in Leviathan, Egypt, and Satan in their carnal, unrenewed minds. And he showed them his glory anyway. And then he poured out his spirit, and then they had the same faith he did. Hallelujah. So we're going into a realm we've never been before, and it's not going to be in buildings made by human hands. That's why these church-age leaders that have had multi-million dollar ministries are going nuts. I heard that more and more of these big big wigs in the charismatic church are publicly speaking out against me and Red Letter Ministries and by name condemning me and renouncing and denouncing our ministry. And listen, it comes with the territory. You're never going to find a 30-fold you know, that's not condemning a 60-fold, and you're never going to find a 100-fold that's not being condemned by a 60-fold. The reason why they're condemning it is because they haven't gone any further, and they're at the top of their little pyramid food chain, and if they acknowledge that there's whole realms of superior glory and power that they know literally zero about, then it exposes, like, my ministry is kind of a sham, and... It would dissolve ministries. It would dissolve entire organizations. And people are too prideful to just let everything they've worked for for 40 years just melt like the wicked witch of the East. And, I, you know, and not all of it melts. But, you know, if you're walking in 30-fold, 70% of it melts. If you're walking in kingdom, 70% of everything in your life will just dissolve, vaporize. If you're walking in 60-fold, which is the gifts of the Spirit and charismania and still in church buildings and all that, that means literally 40% of everything in your entire soul's world and consciousness of your reality dissolves and fades away. So you got 40% that's still Satan. What is the 40% that's still Satan? This 40% that's still you. What? Truth and yeah. And we go a little deeper. And then we go into the hundredfold realm. What is that? Zero self. What kind of crazy nut job could do that? You got to be desperate. You got to be desperate. That's why I'm so thankful for the discipleship of having it so insanely hard, living in 
the worst areas and the around the worst murderers, the worst crack dealers, the worst pimps, and just constantly being faced with literal physical death every day of full-time ministry for 13 years. More drive-by shootings, deaths, murders than you could count. And just in the midst, in the fray, in the melee of death and hell every single day in the USA. Never having it easy, always having it hard. In fact, having it in the maximum, most difficult, resistance way. That's what hundredfold is. That's why almost nobody does it, because who's going to sacrifice literally every table of their heart to get overturned? You know? He's turning over the tables. And what are the cat and nine tails now? What is the fulfillment of that prophecy? The nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. And as it grows up in your heart, will you give him the whole soil of your heart? God was showing me in worship the pearl of great price and the man selling everything he had to buy that field. What is the field? Your heart. And what's the pearl? Realizing the glory of God the Father living in your own belly. That's when you like, whoa. God really does live inside my spiritual stomach. I have a rich treasury of glory. I've realized the glory of Christ in me. I've seen the greater one in me. And now I'm going to sell all that belongs to he who's in the world. And I'm going to follow the greater one. People are worried about provisions and money. That's a big one. And hallelujah. Cast those worries and cares and start walking by faith. That's the only way to grow. You know? You got all these rich young rulers in America. I mean, you got $975 trillion in assets in the U.S. families. There has never been a civilization or a nation in the history of mankind as rich as the U.S.A. $975 trillion is the net worth of all American families. $975 trillion. So you have rich young rulers and you have... 30% of the population or so that claims to be born-again Christian, evangelical. 90 million born-again evangelicals, part of that 900... I mean, so we're talking about billions and billions and billions and multi-billions of dollars in disposal in the Christian church of the USA. Billions. It's multiple billions. The, the Christian music industry is multiple billions. People don't want to talk about money, but that's what keeps a person 30-fold. Is 70 folds money. People want to talk about money, but that's what keeps the person 60 fold. 40% is money. The 40% you're not willing to sacrifice is you're still trusting in the natural dimension to take care of yourself. That you're not willing to fully trust the Father to sustain you in every area of your life. Those are the areas of your life that you still take care of yourself and you don't allow God to father you. But the great price is just allowing the Father to father every area of your heart. And really, the price you're paying is just getting out the idolatry and the immorality of Satan in you. So you're just giving up death. You're just giving up hell. And people are like, no, you can't give up that death. Hold on to that. That death is sound doctrine. That hell is great theology. They've been preaching that hell for 400 years. And there is a real hell, but I'm just saying holding on to your natural realm and, and having control of your body is a doctrine of demons. What makes Jesus the Messiah is he was fully submitted to the authority of the Father. Centurion coming to him and saying, I know a man under authority when I see one because I'm a man under authority myself. 
You know, so Pontius Pilate nearly peed himself when he met Jesus because Jesus is walking in hundredfold glory. You know, king of glory. That's the king of glory with no, with no restrictions of the natural realm. Full beam through Pontius Pilate. And his wife had had a dream about him the night before. Have nothing to do with that righteous man. That's the king of glory. That's the god of war. He could easily annihilate Caesar with legions of angels. Easily. I mean, like, like that. Done. Gone. Every single one just vaporized. Gone. Like an alien abduction. Just fallen angels come and take their sons and give me Europe. Gone. Instantly. Hallelujah. Wow. You know, that's happened before. Whole civilizations instantly disappearing. The Mayans, the Aztecs, the Sumerians of ancient times. Instantly. They say there was a million Aztecs and Mayans that instantly disappeared off the face of the earth. You know, you watch that show on Discovery, Ancient Aliens. The Sumerians were the first ones. How many of y'all know you spend eternity with your God? Mm -hmm. If you serve the gods of the second heavens, the fallen angels, they might abduct you. You know, I read when I was uh, in Bible college that over 90% of the 250,000 people that claimed to be experimented on by alien abduction, over 90% had had involvement with the occult. Interesting, huh? That their gods were the fallen angels. That's why they had legal right to take them. In the days ahead, people will be taken en masse. And who, re who remains? The righteous remain inherit the earth through living water, as it was in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, people use that verse for rapture, when it's the dumbest thing you ever heard. I mean, who was taken in Noah's day? Only the wicked and the righteous inherited the earth through water. My God, how backwards are we? The rapture is the, actually the crapture and the removing of all the crap of the world. And you'll have ample time to just, yes, I'll come into the ark of the glory. I'll come, I'll, I'll take your hand, Father, and walk with you into Eden. I mean, who wouldn't? you got to really love this world and be really sick in your heart to not go into Eden. And I know God's going to work on the evangelicals. He's going to work on the charismatics. He's going to work on the glory stream. He's working on everyone. He loves everyone perfectly. All you got to do is take his hand and walk with him. That's all Christianity is. It's not complicated stuff. We overcomplicate it and try to make it a ritual, try to make it a formula, something we can do to obtain salvation by works, you know, which is actually sorcery. You know, we got all these lists of how we can be more spiritual. You know, if I just fast more, if I just pray more, and, you know, fasting and prayer is okay as long as you're holding the Father's hand, then it won't be demonic activity. But if you're not holding the Father's hand, it's going to be strange fire every time. You have to be led by the Spirit of Truth into all truth. Are you being led by the Spirit of Truth? What is the Spirit of Truth? The springs of glory, the springs of the living water. Revelation chapter 7, I saw a lamb in the midst of the throne that was the great shepherd, and he was leading them to the springs of the waters of life. That's paraphrased, but that's what it says. Ultimately, the, the great shepherd is the lamb on the throne that leads your souls to the springs. Where are the springs? In your belly, the pearl of great price, selling all the external to have the internal field of your heart, fully belonging to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and not fallen angels. Amen. When Jesus said the sower is sowing seed into the heart, he said the foul birds will come and they'll try to put lies in your heart so that the weeds and the and the, the wheat grow up together. And the weeds are the cares of this world. You got cares? 
You know, he's so worried about money, that's the main one. Well, how about you just pull the, the weeds out of there? Cast your cares upon the Father. If he takes care of the sparrows, you're more precious than the sparrows. That's how Jesus taught on finances. That's the main worry and concern of everyone in the entire world. And if you're not teaching and preaching on finances, you're just faking it. You probably love money. You know, and they, people say, oh, it's the greed message. No, if you're not teaching and preaching on finances, you probably secretly love money. Jesus Christ, in the red letters, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, taught on money more than heaven, hell, love, and faith combined. True story. I've measured it. I counted it. He talks about money. Why? Because that's people's main thing to take care of themselves because they're scared. When you're in fear, that's all you have to take care of yourself is money. 30-fold, 70% money in your heart. That's the roots of all evil. No wonder why you got all kinds of problems. You got 70% of your roots are garbage. And all has got to burn out of your belly for the roots of David to have 100-fold glory coming out of your belly. The roots of David, the roots of your heart. Do you want the 100-fold glory, Rome? You have to give up your spiritual stomachs to become the treasure house and the wine cellar of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to say yes to the throne room glory that will burn up everything that you use in your life to sustain yourself. So that God the Father is your actual Father of every area of your spirit and soul, which is your heart. The word heart in Hebrew means spirit and soul. This is not your soul. This is the windows to the soul. You can look into people's eyes and see how clear it is into their soul. Your brain is the flesh. It counts for nothing. Zero. Nada. Zilch. Brain is zero realm. Jesus said the flesh counts for nothing. John chapter 6, the only flesh he's ever talking about is where he was crucified, the place of the skull, the brain. What matters is the spirit and the soul, and that's why it says the morning star will rise in your heart. And this is an enigma, a mystic mystery. Now the morning star is Christ in your spirit rising through your soul, and it rises in your heart, and it comes up through your brain. And as your spirit is joined to his spirit, and the morning star, the throne of God, rises in your heart, it comes up and it rests on your head. And when your spirit is above your flesh of your brain, that's the actual overcoming of the world, and that's when you have the conqueror's crown of life placed on your head because your spirit life has just taken over your natural realm, your natural life. Your spirit life has to take over your body life, otherwise you'll be submitted to the flesh in areas of your life. That's hundredfold glory realm. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, he's working on every area of your heart that you have fear. And when, when you're afraid, you'll look to the natural realm to take care of yourself. Investing. Oh, be a good steward. What, what's a good steward? You know, Jesus let Satan take care of his treasury. Oh, was Jesus a bad steward? He said, one of you is the devil, and the devil, he allowed him to take care of his treasure house. Oh, what kind of good steward is that? Oh, wow. So Jesus was not talking about money as a good steward. He was talking about the eternal realm of the riches and glory. The Word of God. Steward the gifts of the Spirit. Steward the anointing. Steward God the Father's fullness within you and stop selling out like a prostitute to the natural realm. That's what prostitution is. Selling your birthright for momentary pleasures in the natural realm. Instead of, you know, instead of going into the Garden of Eden and having eternal pleasures at His right hand forevermore. The word Eden in Hebrew means pleasure. You can either have pleasures in the flesh, you can have alcohol, you do, oh, Jesus drink alcohol. Well, then you're just sacrificing your eternal pleasure. You know, take a Nazarite vow. If you want to get real, do you want hundredfold glory? 
become a Nazareth like Nazarite like me. Zero alcohol for eternity. Zero. Not a drop. Only glory. Only new wine. And, and then it'll be like, whoa, what was I thinking? This is way better anyway. And it always requires a leap of faith to go into the next degree of glory. Where are the degrees of glory? 2 Corinthians 3.18 And the Spirit of the Lord leads us into degrees of glory, taking us from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory. Realm to realm. And once you're in the high realm, and with your mind fully renewed, guess what? Then you start sailing on the sapphire sea going laterally. You went vertically. You got your mind renewed to where you are, seated in Christ at the right hand of God. Now you start sailing. Now you start trading on the sea of glass. Now you start steering the ship with the rudder of the tongue, living by the fruit of your lips, and bringing your cargo to and fro over the face of the earth in the glory realm, and you start making deals with other people. It's called being about your father's business, and you make the deal deals with your words sowing seed into people's hearts, and reaping and sowing and sowing and reaping seed time and harvest that remain for how long, Genesis says? Forever. Seed time and harvest remain for eternity, for eternity, beyond time, in, in glory, in the eternal realm, is seed, time, and harvest, because you'll be living by the fruit of your lips. That's how Adam and Eve lived before they fell and had to live by the sweat of their brow, by the abilities of the flesh versus the abilities of your spirit. And we don't have faith for the abilities of our spirit, so we're all stuck in the natural realm until our spirit is built up in faith. Until our faith is perfected by eating the word, obeying the word, and submitting to divine authority. Because you're not going to get far if you're breaking rank and you're out there working iniquity, which is practicing witchcraft, thinking you're something without the whole body of Christ and submitting to the head, which are the apostles and prophets. And you're not gonna, they're not going to abuse authority. You know, you've been so part of the whore of Babylon that you've only seen negative examples of leadership. And some positive. Some positive. No doubt about it. There's some good ones out there, too. But even those good ones have publicly condemned me, so we haven't really seen anything yet. Truth anyhow, and I, I'm not bitter about it, it comes with the territory. Sixtyfold murders hundredfold, otherwise sixtyfold would be in the hundredfold. It's just always been like that. Every previous revival persecuted and murdered and condemned to hell every revival that came after it. Every single one for the last 6,000 years without a single exception because they stayed in that old way of doing things, which is pride of life, and they didn't go any further. Most of the people from the Toronto Blessing are just totally sober now and practically Pharisees. Most of them. I check in on them. I was like, what? You're not even drunk anymore. Why didn't you stay in the cup of the new covenant? Now you sobered up and you're into theology and sound doctrine and let's, let's take care of things out of our own brain. And it's like, now you're carnal Christians? Man, you should have kept drinking. But this is the group. I know it. That's why we're here, and that's why we've gone through so much persecution that will lead people into the promised land with perfect leadership that's hundredfold glory. And people will come into this realm and be like, oh, this is it. This is the promised land generation. And start living in the hundredfold glory realm. And people will ask you, how did you get in that realm of glory? took the hand of the Father and let Him lead me. I just obeyed Him. I submitted fully to my Heavenly Father's authority. Everything He asked me to do, I just said yes. And He took all the no and all the stubbornness and all the goat and all the pride of life and all the red dragon out of me. All my sinful nature got burned up by when I just held His hand and walked with Him. 
That's where all deliverance ministry is. All salvation and deliverance and healing is just saying yes to the Father, holding His hand, and not trying to take care of yourself by the ability of the flesh. <laughs> God is a spirit, John 4.24. And those that worship Him have to be in the spirit and in truth. And in truth is submitted to apostolic authority and prophetic authority. You can't overemphasize that because Je Jezebel has turned the youth against the fathers. But the spirit of Elijah restores the sons to the fathers. And by fathers, I mean those that walk in the Father of glory. We're all brothers and sisters here. This ain't about, you know, pu pu pulling an age card. It's how developed your spirit life is in God the Father's ability. What you walk in the realm of glory. How much fruit you have on your tree of life in the garden of God. What, you know, And so that's what the fathers and the mothers are, that the spirit of Elijah restores all the infants in Christ. And 99.9% .9 of Christians in the world right now are infants in Christ. 99.9% .9 of Christian leaders in the world are infants in Christ. That's why you show any Christian leader, Red Letter Ministries, it's a litmus test to their spiritual maturity. Most of them will weep and gnash their teeth like the Sanhedrin to Stephen. Most. The majority. And that's because of immaturity. Hallelujah. Comes with the territory. No one's saying, oh, I'm better than you because I'm more mature. No, it's like it's time to grow up our spirits and crucify the external realm. This isn't an, a competition. This isn't strife. I know in immaturity it's all strife and competition. Look, look how many prophecies I gave. Look how accurate I was. And look how many signs and wonders. And I know this person and I know that person. It's all this garbage. It's all strife. It's cliques. It's worldly. Factions, divisions, you know. But when you get to know the Father, it becomes about love. I mean, real love. And love disciplines. It does. Love disciples. God disciplines those He loves. Hebrews chapters 13. And anyone that's not disciplined by the Father is not a son. That's what it says. Hebrews chapter 13. God disciplines those He loves. And so, we've been insanely rebellious. And we've been very mentally ill in our submission to Jezebel. I mean, that's why the, the religious madness is the norm everywhere. Just craziness. And it's all because of people not submitting to the Father's authority and the government of God and the spirit of Elijah that leads the sons and the daughters to the fathers and the mothers that walk in the Father of glory. Because <laughs> it's all about who you carry you know, whose name is written on your forehead? Is the Father's name written on your forehead? Revelation says, and the Father's name shall be written. Who? The leaders of the body of Christ. And the name is the revelation of the Father, which is mostly just about love. Unconditional love and absolute zero strife. Knowing the Father's ability to, cre to create wealth. So you don't care if a person's got a $100 million ministry. You look at their heart and be like, man, they really need to grow up. It's just pathetic. And you need and so that's how God the Father is when his name is written on your forehead. You'll father every spirit you're around. People try to protect their little flocks and their little cliques and their prison systems from people that are more mature than them because they're so immature they're operating in strife, but God's gonna unite all the tribes of Christianity. How many tribes? Book of Revelation tells you. Twelve tribes. How do you know that Christianity is the Israel of God? Because Paul tells you three times to the Israel of God in Romans 11 and Galatians chapter 6 and in Revelation. And they sing the song of Moses. Who? What? Song of Moses? What? Getting into Kabbalah? You know, what is this? Freemasonry? No, it's 
or the overcomers finally submitted to the true fathers of glory or the apostles and they got so electrified in Joel's army that they just rose onto the top of the mountain. The only reason why God anoints apostles is for you to mature to where the apostles are. And apostolic training will kill most people. Kill. I mean, they don't make it. They never come into their commissioning. (laughs) It's deadly stuff. It's life and death. God does not mess around. He will not leave one table unturned in your heart and use you in leadership during these days. That's what sonship is. Perfection. Be perfect as your Father in heaven's perfect. Well, I'm not perfect. Well, you're you're loved right now, even though you're not perfect. And as you drink His love, His perfect love is what overturns the tables of your heart. For your spirit life to be perfect through your mental life, through your mind, through the gate of your mind, and to wash your body with your perfect Father. So you don't have any pressure on you to perform because Satan's a lying devil. You only have the Father offering you bread and wine of the new covenant to grow your inner man stronger than your outer man so you're not double-minded, unstable in all your ways, schizophrenic, sometimes living in an outer man. Other times, you know, 30-fold people 70% of the time go after the outer man. You know, two days a week it's all about the inner man and then five days a week it's just all about me and my external realm and all the stuff I'm doing in the natural realm. 30, 60, 100-fold. We need the hundredfold where it's only the inner man all the time with no schizophrenia, no outer man ideology, no outer man immorality, no outer man idolatry. Only the purity and the perfection of our Father through our whole inner man that has crucified our outer man with the Garden of Eden so that your inner man is always in control with the Father holding hands with God and that's perfection. That's the beginning of entering the hundredfold glory realm where it's always the inner man being led. The mind never even goes to the outer man ever anymore. The mind is fully controlled by the inner eternal spirit man. How do you get there? By feasting. By filling your spirit with the bread of heaven, which is what? The Word of God. Spending thousands of hours in the Bible. It's not a formula. It's the Bible. It's the Scripture. Jesus quoted Scripture every time He opened His mouth. And if we're not quoting Scripture every time we're open mouth, we're malnourished. And we need to stop eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and feeding our external man. And we need to start eating off the tree of life and feeding our internal man. And Jesus is the tree of life. Jesus is the tree of the anointing oil. It's the olive tree of unlimited anointing that grows up in our heart by the sacrifice of our outer man, which delivers us of all the demons of the world and all the idolatry, immorality, and sorcery of Jezebel and witchcraft. All of it just burns off of us as we focus on our inner man and our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inside our spirit life, taking over our brain, and then our brain just washing our bodies. And that's how you'll be young at 100. That's how you overcome death. That's how you walk like Enoch. And there will be thousands that will walk like Enoch in that hundredfold glory realm of fully internalizing everything our Heavenly Father is and becoming the temples of the Holy Spirit without any external mixture. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, partner with Red Letter Ministries. We could use your financial support. Donate at redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.